Talking benefits. 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 Talking. Talking. Talking benefits. You're listening to Talking Benefits, the podcast brought to you by the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans. Every month, we dive into retirement, healthcare, hot topics and trends, and whatever else the benefits industry throws at us. I'm Justin Held. I'm Julie Stick. I'm Ann Patterson. Let's talk benefits. Hello, Talking Benefits listeners. This is a benefits bonus, an extra bite-sized episode to bring you some added benefits content between our regular episodes. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Alyssa Hodder, Director of Education and Outreach for Canada with the International Foundation. And I'd like to share a blog post I wrote for the Foundation's Word on Benefits blog titled The Psychology of Benefits Fraud, Why We Lie to Ourselves. Have you ever told a white lie? Would you cheat on your taxes? What if you knew you wouldn't get caught? A panel at the International Foundation's Fraud Prevention Institute, featuring David Asselstein with the Teachers Retirement Allowances Fund, Shannon DeLonardo with the Canadian Life and Health Insurance Association, and Suzanne Salvin with Pacific Blue Cross, explored the psychology and impact of benefits fraud. According to Asselstein, our level of honesty is directly related to our ability to rationalize our conduct in a given scenario. The one thing that I've learned over my career is that people can rationalize, and it's easier to rationalize bad conduct if everyone's doing it or it seems to be accepted, he said. He cited the matrix experiments as an example. In this study, 40,000 people were given a 20-question test and were told they would get $1 for each correct answer. The questions were simple. However, the test was set up so there wouldn't be enough time to answer them all correctly. The participants were then asked to grade their own tests and shred them, meaning no one else would know how many questions they got right. But what they didn't know is that the shredder was rigged and the tests weren't destroyed. Ultimately, 70% of participants cheated, receiving an average of $2 they didn't earn. The same psychology explains why people commit benefits fraud. Rationalization can empower them to do something they wouldn't otherwise do, Asselstein explained. So how does it impact benefit plans? There's a difference between fraud and abuse, explained DeLonardo. Fraud is when someone intentionally submits false information for financial gain, while abuse is about exploiting the plan. These actions can result in higher costs, impact benefits plan sustainability, and create a need for plan design changes. Most people are acting appropriately. The issue is the impact of fraud and abuse on benefits plans can be far-reaching, she said. In fact, billions of dollars are being diverted into fraudsters' hands from those who really need the services, Sullivan explained. Collusion is actually quite rampant, she added, with employees receiving cash, gift cards, and other rewards in exchange for their benefits plan information. The largest percentage of benefits fraud is provider fraud, either by providers on their own or in collusion with plan members, said Sullivan. Other common types of fraud include miscoding, for example, billing for physiotherapy when the person is getting personal training, upcoding, billing for a greater or more complicated services than what was provided, and unbundling, separately billing services to increase revenue. Sullivan has also seen scenarios where clinic owners steal the identities of people who are no longer working at the clinic and use their legitimate credentials to provide falsified receipts without their knowledge. From an insurer's perspective, the focus is on eliminating fraud opportunities for robust claiming systems and controls and shifting from a reactive pay and chase model to a more proactive one, said Sullivan. Better technology, including the use of artificial intelligence, has been a game changer for the industry and helping to identify risky transactions and patterns of behavior, she added. DeLonardo explained how the CLHIA is working to educate and build awareness around benefits fraud, including how to recognize and report it through its Fraud Equals Fraud program. This multi-year program includes a website with FAQs, quizzes, videos, and a tool to report fraudulent activity, advertising through billboards, transit ads, and social media campaigns, and a special initiative to target healthcare providers. 
Currently in its fourth year, the program is now expanding its offering for healthcare providers with industry one-pagers and training videos. We hope you enjoyed that benefits bonus. You can find this and many more great posts on the International Foundation's Word on Benefits blog at blog.ifebp.org. We'll be back in your podcast feeds with the regular Talking Benefits episode soon. If you like what you hear, please rate us on iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. And subscribe to the show in your podcast app so that our episodes will automatically appear on your mobile device. Talking Benefits is a production of the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans, the largest educational association for those working in the benefits industry. If you're into benefits, check out all the International Foundation has to offer at ifebp.org. Our show is hosted by Justin Held, Ann Patterson, and me, Julie Stick. Produced by Rose Pleba and Stacey Van Alstein and edited by Amanda Gilsmer. Today's program is copyrighted in 2021 by the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans, all rights reserved. The opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers and not to be used as legal counsel.